Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 12th, 2021 from my home studio here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This podcast cuts through the noise and gives you South Carolina-specific COVID-19 news and stories. This episode features a look at President Joe Biden's first primetime address to the nation, what happened with the state hate crimes bill this week, and we have an updated and increasingly positive economic outlook for the country. We also hear about how the vaccine rollout continues in the state and how big of a role obesity plays in the effects of COVID. And in our wind down section, we have a little special treat for you in which I shave Meg Kennard's head and she shaves me. (laughs) Also, it's been a year, a long year. So tell us about it. What changed for you? Maybe you had some surreal moments. Let us know. Leave us a voicemail, 803-563-7169. We're going to be looking back over the next few episodes and want to hear from you about your experiences from this past year. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is ongoing, widespread, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 7,814 confirmed deaths, and currently there are 453,093 confirmed cases being reported in all 46 counties as of March 12th at 4 p.m. Our percent positive rate is 4.9%, and 585 people are hospitalized with COVID-19. 158 are in intensive care, and 55 are on ventilators. So those numbers are still up, but we'd love to see them consistently declining. And Becker's hospital review on Friday found that South Carolina ranked 20th in the country when it comes to vaccine administered at 77%. New Mexico is number one at 87%. And our neighbors, North Carolina, are at 32nd at 74%, and Georgia is dead last at 63%. Not where you want to be, folks. Glad to be in the Palmetto State. President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill was passed by congressional Democrats this week and signed into law Thursday. Now, to get the full $1,400 payment, singles need to have adjusted gross income of $75,000 or less. Those who earn up to $80,000 would get a partial payment. Better than nothing, folks. Don't complain to me. Now, there is more than $6 billion in this bill for food security-related programs like SNAP, more than $25 billion in emergency rental assistance, nearly $10 billion in emergency mortgage aid for homeowners. There's billions for education and cities and counties, among other items. Now, this bill will have wide-ranging impacts for low-income folks in our state and country. The Center on Poverty and Social Policy at the Columbia School of Social Work said that it would cut nationwide child poverty by 45%. President Biden addressed the country Thursday evening about the impacts this new stimulus will have and empathized with his fellow countrymen about the long, difficult past year. When I came into office, you may recall, I set a goal that many of you said was that kind of way over the top. I said I intended to get 100 million shots in people's arms in my first 100 days in office. Tonight, I can say we're not only going to meet that goal, we're going to beat that goal. Because we've actually on track to reach this goal of 100 million shots in arms on my 60th day in office. No other country in the world has done this. None. I want to talk about the next steps we're thinking about. First, 
Tonight, I'm announcing that I will direct all states, tribes, and territories to make all adults, people 18 and over, eligible to be vaccinated no later than May 1. Biden's goal of having the vaccine available to all Americans by May 1st moves up phase two in South Carolina a few days. That's the phase when all residents are eligible for the vaccine and was set to start around May 3rd. Biden also said that by July 4th, Americans will be able to gather for backyard barbecues as the country declares its independence from the coronavirus and gets back to normal. But people need to do their part, too. We need everyone to get vaccinated. We need everyone to keep washing their hands, stay socially distanced, and keep wearing the mask as recommended by the CDC. Because even if we devote every resource we have, Beating this virus and getting back to normal depends on national unity. And national unity isn't just how politics and politicians vote in Washington, what the loudest voices say on cable or online. Unity is what we do together as fellow Americans. Because if we don't stay vigilant and the conditions change, then we may have to reinstate restrictions to get back on track. And please, we don't want to do that again. We've made so much progress. This is not the time to let up. So a lot of optimism there, backed by encouraging data coming from the White House. Now, from the White House to the State House, we have an update for you on some activity from this past week. The hate crimes bill has moved to the full Judiciary Committee after the committee's chairman, Chris Murphy, amended the bill to remove gay and transgender people from being protected under the legislation. These classes have been removed due to concerns from fellow Republicans that would jeopardize the passage of the bill. The bill would cover just now six categories of immutable characteristics, which means things you can't change about yourself, such as sex, color, race, national origin, religion, and physical and mental disability. Here's Chris Murphy. I've heard some concerns from members uh, of the the General Assembly, the House, and I think this uh, amendment will go a long way to... Uh, alleviating a lot of the concerns of our membership. Um, It's not a a drastic amendment by any means, but I think the goal here is to get a bill that we're going to be able to pass, not only in judiciary, but in the House as well. Now, when someone becomes a victim of a crime because of a set of characteristics such as sex or race, the convicted offender could see additional penalties under this bill based upon the crime, such as a violent crime, which would include up to five years in prison, along with up to $10,000 in fines. Representative Justin Bamberg, who was on the subcommittee, said his cousin, who occasionally wears women's clothing and makeup, wouldn't be covered under the bill as it's currently written. I don't necessarily know that the class change effectively covers what is and has actually been a very big problem, which is discrimination or uh, hate crimes towards uh, the homosexual community. And individuals are free to differ. Um, I don't think that we have to approve. It's It's not our place to approve or disapprove of how they live. Um... I think as government, it's just important that we understand that we have citizens who do live that way. And if we're going to do a hate crime bill aimed at 
cutting down on violent acts and things towards people because of who they are, we might need to look further at that. I'm, I'm going to support the amendment. Um, I think it's a very good amendment, but as Representative Wheeler said, um, I, I would like to continue the discussion on the specific classes that are listed in hopes that maybe in full committee we can, can talk about it a little bit more. Several Republicans pointed last year's Supreme Court case, Bostick versus Clayton County, in which sex was interpreted to include gender identity and sexual orientation, which would therefore include gay and transgender people in the hate crimes bill. Democrats say simply adding sexual orientation would send a clear message and would prevent any court action. Earlier in the week, business advocates, doctors, and law enforcement, among others, spoke heavily in favor of the bill, including Richland County Sheriff Leon Lott, who gave a real-life example of how this bill would help. Um, for three weeks in Richland County, in the Columbia area, we had two individuals that terrorized our Hispanic community. Over a three-week period of time, they robbed 27 Hispanics in 17 separate robberies. Now, we did catch them, but our Hispanic community lived in absolute fear for those three weeks. Now, these two individuals that committed these robberies, we have them charged with robbery, but we don't have anything that we can charge them with when we discovered the fact that they only robbed Hispanics, and that's what they focused on. They went on a hunt just for Hispanics. How do we know that? Through their text messages. We obtained their text messages that showed, let's go get some Mexicans tonight, and other comments they were saying. We can actually prove that all of their robberies were based on the race of the individuals that became their victims. This is the types of crimes that we need to have something where we can hold them accountable. Right now, we can't hold them accountable. We have them charged with armed robbery, but the fact that they went out and hunted our Hispanic community, we can't hold them accountable for that. The bill still has to be debated in the full Judiciary Committee and then is expected to reach the House floor for debate before the April 8th crossover deadline, which is when a bill needs to reach the other chamber in order to increase its likelihood of passage with less than a month left in session. Other bills passed by the House this week include ones that allow for beer and wine delivery and curbside beer and wine pickup. A bill that increased the oversight of the State Election Commission over county election commissions was also passed. However, it was amended to remove the expansion of the State Commission, which could have led to a more partisan body. The House concurred with Senate amendments on the $50 million teacher step increases for the current school year, as well as a $9 million bill to cover shortfalls as a result of the pandemic for public charter school districts. The governor has already signed the $50 million pay raise into law. Now, the House did not debate the open carry bill this week due to other bills and debate over a new rule dealing with reading bills in their entirety, which has become a delay tactic by some in the chamber. It was a riveting debate that I'm not going to share with you because it was so bonkers. The Senate amended and returned a bill to the House that would allow for podiatrists to administer the COVID-19 vaccine. Tort reform legislation that would increase an individual's claim for damages from local governments or the state to half a million dollars from $300,000 and up to $1 million per occurrence was also passed to the House. People love tort reform. So we went from the White House to the State House. Now we're going to the U.S. House. That's right. Going back up to D.C., folks. And we're going to look at some gun legislation that was active this week. Now, in Congress, the House passed Congressman Jim Clyburn's bill to close the Charleston loophole. Clyburn's bill increases the amount of time for background checks from three business days to a minimum of 10 business days that a gun shop owner must wait to receive a completed background check before selling a firearm to a customer. 
If a submitted background check remains incomplete after 10 business days, then the prospective purchaser may submit a petition for a final firearms eligibility determination. So tell me if I can get a gun or not, basically. Now, if an additional 10 days elapse without a determination, then the purchase can go through. Dylan Roof, who murdered nine black parishioners at Mother Emanuel Amy Church in Charleston in June 2015, was able to get a gun thanks to an incomplete background check after three days, despite a conviction that would have prevented him from buying a gun. Currently, if three days lapse without a determination from the FBI, it is the seller's discretion at that point to sell the gun. Attempts to pass such a bill in the Statehouse have stalled for years. House Majority Whip Clyburn made comments on the House floor shortly before its passage. He should not have had the gun. And the reason he had the gun is because when he went to purchase it, when the three days expired as current law allows, they had not been able to verify the information he had given them. And therefore, could not complete the background check. But under the law, they had to sell him the gun after the three days, only to find out seven days later that some wrong information had been put into the record. Now I ask, and I sincerely believe that this gentleman's sophistication, he knew he was not to have the gun? Did he give the wrong information intentionally? I think so. And when they found the error, it was too late. Nine souls had perished. All six South Carolina House Republicans voted against the measure. The House also passed a bill to close the gun show loophole of firearm sales between private individuals. And around 90% of Americans support universal background checks. But despite the once powerful National Rifle Association now being turned into a bankrupt shell of itself, its future in the Senate still remains unclear, even though Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the bill will have a floor vote. Clyburn also introduced his $94 billion broadband bill, which includes money for a federal program to connect unserved and underserved areas to high-speed internet, low-interest financing to build out projects, and money for a $50 monthly discount for low-income Americans. A similar bill by Clyburn passed the House and died in the Senate last year. Now, also, just so you know, in the current stimulus package signed into law, there is $7 billion for schools to help families get online and $10 billion in infrastructure spending that states could use toward improving broadband. That's a lot of money, folks. <laughs> and real quick on our way out, a study in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found from March to early June, Republican-led states had lower COVID-19 incidence rates compared with Democratic-led states. On June 3rd, that changed, and Republican-led states had higher incidence. This trend persisted through early December. Now for death rates, Republican states had lower rates early in the pandemic, but higher rates from July 4th through mid-December. Republican-led states also had higher positivity rates starting May 30th and lower testing rates by September 30th. The study concludes that gubernatorial party affiliation may drive policy decisions that impact COVID-19 infections and deaths across the U.S. Future policy decisions should be guided by public health considerations rather than political ideology. 
really fast economic section here, folks. The music on both sides of me. Our economic section today is just this. The Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development boosted its forecast for the U.S. economy in 2021 to 6.5% from 3.2% in December. The OECD issued its economic outlook report this week, which also said that the $1.9 trillion stimulus package will, quote, provide a significant near-term boost in activity. It also upped its global growth forecast for 2021 to 5.6% from 4.2% in December. Encouraging numbers. Thursday marked the year anniversary of the World Health Organization declaring COVID-19 a pandemic. Our state shut down briefly shortly thereafter, as others did, for the initial flatten-the-curve attempt. And of course, we had quite an interesting year, which we'll go into in future episodes. But speaking of the past year, DHIC officials gave an overview of the past 365 days, where we are and where we're going right now. In numbers to date, there have been 6 million tests completed in the state. There have been 35,700 testing events. DHEC has answered more than 351,000 phone calls. And there have been nearly 1.3 million vaccine doses given, with 833,000 South Carolinians having started vaccination, or 20% of the population. So what a difference a year makes right there. Surprisingly, though, only 36% of the 1.2 million people in Phase 1A have completed the vaccination process. Now, that number will tick up by the end of the month because plenty of people still need their second shot by April 8th at a minimum. But Dr. Jane Kelly, assistant state epidemiologist, isn't worried about that or what it means for herd immunity. I don't view that as discouraging, but it needs to be addressed. Remember that many people in phase 1A were in a sort of wait and see state of mind that they wanted to get vaccinated, but they didn't want to go first. Now that we've had over 98 million people in the United States vaccinated, or at least receiving one dose of vaccine, many people now feel that they have the information that they needed to make that decision about getting vaccinated. So folks who were eligible in phase 1A but didn't get vaccinated then, they can get vaccinated now during phase 1B. And I believe that many of people are moving in that direction. You know, Kaiser Family Foundation does monthly telephone surveys on a number of different subjects, but including vaccine hesitancy. And if you look at the trends of what they did with vaccine hesitancy back in September's um, survey, December, January, February surveys. In each one of those surveys, there are definitely indications that people from all race ethnicities are moving from that wait and see group into the group that's ready to be vaccinated or already has been vaccinated. So I, I don't find this the numbers of phase 1A eligible people who got vaccinated discouraging. I think things are moving forward. And in terms of if we stay below, what did you say, 50% of the population, even once we're eligible, or what's going to happen with herd immunity? You know, I think um, with herd immunity is not an on-off. It's not a, you know, either or condition. It, it's not black and white that there's a magic number or a specific date at which you achieve herd immunity. To achieve herd immunity, you have 
decreasing numbers of people who are susceptible and increasing number of people who are protected. And so those who are protected, those who are vaccinated or those who had COVID-19 and have immunity from their natural infection, they're essentially like a wall surrounding the people who are not yet vaccinated or not immune. Nick Davidson, DHEC's Senior Deputy for Public Health, told the board how the agency plans to make sure vaccine is equitably distributed and administered across the state's four health regions. Currently, vaccine will be distributed to the regions based on population and the population percent over age 55, percent minority population, diabetes and hypertension prevalence, poverty rate, incidence rate, and percent of population unvaccinated. DHEC will also create advisory panels in each region called care panels, Davidson explains their purpose. We want to make sure that we've got a good community stakeholder involvement in the process. Uh, we're also establishing four what we call CARE panels. CARE is an acronym. CARE stands for Community Assessment, Review, and Equity. So these CARE panels um, will be made up of both providers as well as non-providers in their community who are representatives of community groups from within that region. So uh, we'll use input from the care panels to help identify any gaps or limitation in, in distribution within a region, and also to ensure that everybody has fair and, and equal access uh, to the vaccine. So their input is going to be used to help us stay, um, I guess, even more engaged than we are in our rural and underserved communities. Uh, we certainly uh, aim uh desire that to be true coming out of these uh, care panels. So we'll continue to have more information about the care panels and the shift to the per capita regional-based approach to distribution um, online. An incredible amount of analysis went into determining what amounts the regions will receive, and it will be as such. The Midlands will receive 29%, the Low Country 27%, the Upstate 24%, and the PD 19.6%. Now, this is just for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine allocations that come into the state. And once the Johnson Johnson fully comes online, it will supplement this plan. And just in February alone, 133 of the 211 DHEC clinic events were in predominantly rural counties. That translates to about 20,000 vaccines given. The agency is working with community partners and faith-based leaders, including vaccine clinics at community centers and churches, among other places. Also, vaccines are available at some 1,000 locations across the state. And for a nationwide perspective, the country is looking at 2.2 million vaccine shots a day. Jab, jab, jab. On Friday, Jeff Zients, White House COVID coordinator, spoke about some details about how the $1.9 trillion bill will help with fighting the pandemic, specifically with schools, and how money will continue the fight against the virus. Reopening schools safely is critical to getting closer to normal. Last night, President Biden discussed additional steps in our efforts to reopen schools. Now that the American Rescue Plan is law, $130 billion will help schools pay for critical supplies to implement CDC's mitigation strategies, hire more staff, and support children's academic, social, and emotional needs. And we're getting educators vaccinated. Last week, the president announced that he's using the administration's authority to direct states that haven't yet prioritized pre-K through 12 school staff and childcare workers for vaccinations to do so immediately. 
As we work to get more people vaccinated, we need to expand testing, diagnostic screening, and genomic sequencing. With the American Rescue's Plan $1.7 billion investment, we will dramatically expand our ability to sequence samples to identify, track, and mitigate emerging variants. And the administration will use the nearly $50 billion in testing that comes from the funding in the American Rescue Plan to invest in screening testing to help schools reopen safely, and also to expand testing in congregate settings, including shelters for individuals experiencing homelessness, prisons, and other settings where individuals live in close quarters. Across the next several weeks, the CDC will provide public health guidance based on the best available science and the pace of vaccinations for people as they travel, participate in small gatherings, and go to work and in houses of worship. And the World Obesity Federation reports that the risk of death from COVID-19 is about 10 times higher in countries where most of the population is overweight. The United States had 152 deaths recorded per 100,000 people, and 68% of the population is overweight. While age is the biggest factor for hospitalization, obesity is a close second, the report found. CNN reports that a study released in August 2020 from researchers at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill also found that obese people with COVID-19 had a 113% increased risk of hospitalization when compared to non-obese peers. Welcome to our wind down section. I know it's always our special little break from the news, but this is an even more special one today. We take you on location to a 10 out of 10 Room Raider room in the house of AP reporter Meg Kennard. I lead off by asking her what the hell we're doing there. Meg, why are we here? What's going on, honey? What tell us? Tell you us. You know, what's just happening. we just kind of wanted to gather and lead, laugh, love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh God! Oh, she's saying all the right things. You people. gotta gather. You lead, gotta laugh, gather. love in person. Get together and share some stories. Share some fun from the pandemic and what we're going through, what we're living through. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also going to do something a little different tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut my hair off yes. because tomorrow starts chemotherapy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gavin, I've allowed you the honor yes, of actually cutting off some of that hair, which yes. I know, you know, you're a little nervous about. But He's, you're allowing me to keep it. <laughs> you brought that locket with you, right? <laughs> a Meg, a a Meg photo. Locket. I'm going to save that sound it. is my unchecked. She also is <laughs> yeah, there. That's okay. right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really, I want to share this with mm-hmm. you, Gavin, but the only way that I think I'm really going to feel comfortable mm-hmm. with it. Mm. Wait a minute, what? Is Hold on. if you. Mm. Hold on, wait a second. What are you, you going to say? Let me shave your mustache. <gasps> no. Oh, oh my God. No. So, AT organizes, in, there was nothing about her shaving the mustache here. I signed it. I didn't, I was never <laughs> he told. Didn't, he didn't read it. He signed it. Well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't read Just it. Just signed it. Well, I think, huh. I think that's. Okay. Well, I, think I think that's, that's what fair. we need to do. You think that's fair? Well, considering you're going to be losing your beautiful hair, I think I can sacrifice my trash stash. <laughs> I mean, that's the least I can I'm do for you. I'm pretty disgusted. I would have shaved my head if you told me to shave my head, but oh, I'll shave my mustache. Right now, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, <laughs> I, I really appreciate the solidarity. I also really appreciate your lovely head of hair. Thank you. So Thank I you. don't really think that that's necessary. Plus, I'm going to be wearing some fabulous yes. headgear and yes. wigs and all kinds of lovely scarves. So if I'm going to have lovely head coverings, there's no need for your Thank poor you. scalp say, to be exposed yeah. to the elements. I was, I was t- telling uh, that I, obviously Meg is going to get the G.I. Jane comparisons. But <laughs> here in Elite, we, we want it to be more Alien 3 Ripley. Yes. Because much better. She's so, our Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, she is Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. She's the OG female action star. I so, think the buzz cut's going to be a good look. Uh, I know it's yeah. not going to be I mean, well, you're going to be sporting in public, but I think you'll be able to sport it regardless because you can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Think no. about the getting we need Mayan in to jump morning. in here. We have yeah. a female think here. Think about That's right. the getting oh, ready. Change. I mean, Mayan, our hair journeys. You can do fa- fabulous makeup. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get That's you right. to shave your... Maybe. I would love to see yeah. my own shaver head. I can tell you, Meg, as a, as a shorn man, uh-huh. a man who's had a buzz cut for a very long time, yeah. that first day out of the shower yeah. when you feel like a breeze, a zephyr come and, and caress the top of your head, you're going to be like, oh, I like this. This is nice. And then it's dry in a second. It's amazing. It's you're going to love be it. It's definitely a different sensation. All right, folks. We're here to do something, okay? Yeah. So let's let's get to it. Yeah. Gavin? Let's start. Sh- let's start shaving, baby. Let's <laughs> start your buzzers, Rays fans. All that right. doesn't make any sense. You're doing, that, you're doing a good job. It, you're doing a good job. You're doing well, you know, good job. I'll bleep it for you. Well, since the only way we can handle real life is to treat it like work, we're going to go ahead and record this whole situation so we can work through this. <laughs> and that laughter is Jamie Lovegrove, who is skyped in on fa- FaceTime. <laughs> Hello, Jamie. Jamie. Meg has her pigtails up. She's in her robe. She's ready to get her hair cut because why are ready, we doing this? We're not just buzzing, Meg. What are we yeah, doing? We're not here? just throwing these no, hairs I've away. No, I've got my hair in four pigtails because we are going to be donating my hair to Locks of Love. Mm. Solid. Good. So it can be hopefully used for someone who needs a wig because of health reasons. Mm-hmm. So Not surprised that you're such a good person. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, please, please. No, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And, you know, that's one good thing that can come out of this. All right. So, Gavin, you are going to put down your mic. Uh, Mayan and I are going to go play-by-play uh, play here. Uh, Meg is all, will be on mic, so we'll just distract her here. Right. <laughs> I have scissors in my hand. Scissors, scissors in his hands. So which? So is there a strategy for which one we're doing first? I mean, how are you going to work? I leave that up to, to Gavin. I really okay. don't want to say too much out loud because it's my Okay. Oh, oh. Gavin is oh. going to be crying. I forgot so you were on that reality Meg, haircutting show. Me. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. You just tell me when. Meg, what are we? What are what Watch are we feeling here? Watch I'm the feeling. Year. Are you dissociating? Lib- liberation. <laughs> yeah. Are you dissociating? I am like, this feeling. Is like 90s music video gone bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is an Alanis Morissette video. <laughs> this is an Alanis Morissette video. Yeah. Oh, Look at off. that beautiful hair. So we yeah. have one. We got one. I'm 25 percent through. And he didn't cut your ear, so no. we're, yeah. we're these good. are very sharp scissors. <laughs> yeah. oh. So we're gonna buzz now, though, right? Yeah, we're gonna right. we're gonna do that. So I've got some clippers over here. And uh, let's party. Yeah, let's do it. Gavin, get on it. Am I going to buzz? I'll try my best. I mean, I'll try. I'd like to see this. I would too. I I mean, I got kicked out of the army for a reason. But not that reason. Too many deaths in the (laughs) barbershop. Oh, my God. (laughs) You. (laughs) (laughs) She's hot. Oh, she's good. You just go. You, oh, you we just, don't even know how it, to you, buzz it. Oh, my you God. You get it on. You Why don't get, you ask AT since this is his hairstyle? You got to get this oh. part flat, on flush like to the right head. Like right there. And you don't go fast. You just go steady, okay? Yeah. Just, just, just go. Just go. You're good. Oh, yeah. We got one. 
That's good. You it just feels let it good. Fall. Oh, you That's better good. believe it feels oh, good. This yeah. is just like G.I. Jane. Oh, it's so You've never nice. felt it? When he gets to the back of your head, it might be a little itchy or something. Yeah. You might scream See, a little bit when I was a grace. kid. We don't back. talk about that. Yeah, go, uh, go against the grain of the hair and you'll get more. You'll, you get the big ones, and then you'll go against the grain, so you get the I smaller ones. I am so ones. glad we have a professional here to yeah. guide us through this process. I'm professionally buzzed. We have a man here. <laughs> yeah. Got a real man. I, that's how I got my job at, e, at ETV. Even though he's never had a Whopper or a Big Mac. <laughs> Meg is hung yeah, up on this. Cool. She's disgusted still. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks great. It feels so good. Yeah. It, looks, it honestly looks awesome. I mean... Alien 3. You yes. have a dog alien That's in your... That's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> How does that feel, Meg? Watch I mean, it feels ear. pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a stickler for around the ears. So. There's a little itchiness happening, but it's... Because it's, 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 it's shaking It's kind your of head. a tickle. Is, are the bones in your, your ears shaking? A little bit. Yeah. Mm. It'll happen. It'll happen. I'm crying during this, but <laughs> I'm really just more obsessed about That's, getting it right. That's kind of cute that you thought you'd be crying. But I know that you're also fastidious about these kinds of yeah. details, so I'm not worried about Our, it. Well, I mean, I don't want you well. to look bad. Gavin, is there is there like a name for your hairstyle? Like you know how some yeah, Gavin. Some well, I do plan on I do oh. plan on naming my wigs. Oh, um, do you have any in mind already? Yeah. So yeah, there's one. Um, Gavin, what did I tell you that that Raquel. one was going to be called the Raquel? Oh, I like that. It's like actually that. from the Raquel Welch collection. Raquel Welch, yeah. And does right. each one have like its own personality? They'll, they'll have like to present style. themselves to me. <laughs> okay. But like, I do think every that morning that, you'll look and be like, "Who are you?" Yeah. Jeffrey oh. will come out and be like, "She's wearing Raquel." Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, it's, it's, a "It's a Raquel day. kind of day," oh, you know. Yeah. So it'll it'll have to become evident as we go through. That are you gonna get? Really you, are, are you gonna let Gavin box up the back? <laughs> Ooh, like a design <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah, there's just a little hair flying around. It's okay. Is that is that what um the barbershop taught you to do? Just. Just swipe his <laughs> forehead. Gavin, uh, for just any, use a paper towel. For all listeners, Gavin is, is, <laughs> is just dry scraping yeah. hair off of Meg's <laughs> face. Better than like having it all over. This is friendship, is you it? guys. Is it? I would prefer. You're getting exfoliated. Yeah, that's what if that anything. is. This is a full <laughs> every day. This is a full service spa day. It really for Gavin. is. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm just honored. It really looks good. I think it. I, yeah, it, it looks awesome. First impressions, Meg. Oh, hey, Meg. guys. First impressions, Meg. I'm digging it. I think you look cool. Yeah. I'm really digging it. It I also feels cool. so cool. It feels Whatever it was. What did you call it? It feels amazing. You, I'm telling you, when you take a shower and it's it's dry in one second, you're going to love it. It's going to feel amazing. You're going to love yeah. the way you look, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Gavin. Yes. I Gavin, feel like that, that brought our um, our friendship to a new level. Yes, it did, indeed. Um, I didn't expect I'd be doing that a year ago. Yeah, well, surprise. <laughs> um, yes. Surprise. Maybe next year there'll be even more fun surprises. I'm glad I didn't break down crying when I did it. You you were strong you throughout. You held it together. I did. You did. Yeah, I'm yeah. very proud of you for Mostly that. because it's so good. It looks so it good. Does. It's like Meg thank is just you. raising the bar again. Yeah. <laughs> So no. there's something to be sad about here. Well, no. so since I shaved your hair, Meg, yep. I think it's only fair now. Fair is only fair. Take that guard off and just get him, Meg. Fair get the soup strainer hey, off my face. Him, I think so. I think the it's get him, Meg. Get I him, think Meg. it's my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna hurt. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. I'm excited for this. It's not gonna feel good. 
Move that box. Move that stash. Move that stash. Move that stash. You ready, Gavin? Yes. Get him. <laughs> Get him. But you have to sit still. Okay, so. You ready? I you go up. Do I go up? <laughs> Gavin's lip is going to be torn to shreds. <laughs> I love this. Don't smile. <laughs> Don't it's smile. Not, it's not going to help if you laugh through this. There Stay still. Oh, it's so dense, huh? Oh, this God. is great radio, folks. Meg is, is getting in there. <laughs> I just can't breathe. They keep flying everywhere. Go. You got you to gotta make sure, Meg, you get all the way up into the nostril. Ooh. <laughs> You gotta really get in there, Just, Gene. Just, sh- just shimmy it in there. <laughs> I think the corners, yeah. you know, they allow for that, right? They allow, yeah. yeah. They stretch. It's just like when you're giving birth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Just like that. <laughs> As the person here who's given birth. I think I know a thing or two. Is it just like that, Meg? <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> Like this it, on a, the pic, right now what I'm seeing is a traumatic experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like the least. Gavin dramatic. has flied far, far Gavin, away. Turned me into a bird. He is he is actively sweating. His his hands are red. He's clammy. Yeah. He's clammy. Oh, he's passed out. <laughs> oh, oh god. Palm sweaty. Knees weak. Knees weak. Mom spaghetti. I think we got it. Wow. Okay, guys, let's talk. Let's wrap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's hair all over my microphone. No, that's cat hair from my home. Um, <laughs> or mine. That's cat hair from my home. That is not from now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so I think that we have grown closer in our friendship. Yes. I think we have hopefully done some good um, mm-hmm. for, for some people in need. And we've certainly done some good for your mother who mm. really yes. wanted to see that mustache A lot of people go. out there are going to be shocked <laughs> to see on Twisk. Well, yes, the loss of the stash is something, but again, it's nothing compared to what our wonderful friend Meg is going through as she starts her 16 weeks of chemotherapy. She's in our thoughts and prayers, and we know she's going to make it through this even stronger. Uh, We also want to thank Mayan Schechter, who was there with us, for being there. Uh, Meg's wonderful husband, Jeffrey, for that wonderful, for that great dinner. And for, facilita- and for facilitating all this. And of course, we want to thank Meg. We love you. And the entire lead family is here for you during the next several months as you battle this scourge. That's the best way to call it. It is an absolute scourge. And I, I, I know I can speak for both of us when I say that we both, Meg, we admire you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't your hair that, admi- that we admired. And uh, we admire you even more for yes. cutting it off. So uh, thank you for... Uh, not the hair that makes the us, woman. No. Or the mustache but, uh, ma- that makes the man. Uh, you are you have a little bit of a Samson thing going on. You've lost a lot of mojo not having that mustache. But either way, uh, Meg, thank you very much. Jeffrey, thank you. My aunt, thank you. Thank you for letting me be there. I will truly cherish that forever. And uh, I know you're going to be fine. So thank you. Yes. Take it out, Gavin. Take it you. away, love folks. You. Send her some love, folks, on Twitter. And send us some love, too. Maybe leave us a voicemail, 803-563-7169. Or a review on iTunes. We love it. We love that. We love it. Give it, please. <laughs> more, 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 more. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. They're out there too. You heard my on. She wasn't begging, but she was there because of support from people like you. Also, consider becoming an ETV member. Membership starts at just $40. And if you pledge at the $75 level, you get access to PBS Passport all the great programming your donation helps support. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina.
Chippy. Are you here for the recording? Do you wish to speak? <laughs>